All right, all right, all right, all right. We're going live with Jeff Who Reads Wikipedia. I am Jeff Who Reads Wikipedia. And uh, yeah, normally I pre-tape the show, but I figured, you know, I've been reading a lot about how doing live video is really pushes you up in the algorithm. So that's what I'm doing right now. So uh, if you are not with us live, because I don't see anybody here yet, uh, but uh, please, if you watch this episode, and if you like this content, please subscribe to the channel hit like on the uh on the video itself and leave a comment is there something you want me to read on wikipedia and give my colorful little commentary that i do um leave a leave a comment let me know uh there's there's a there's a bunch of ways to support the creation of this content but the best thing you could do is subscribe freaking leave a comment like the video okay so today's topic is uh, something that I've had on my list since I first conceived the show. Uh, I am a big fan of this band, but I had also heard the urban legend folklore myth uh, from a college friend when I was uh, in college. And I thought um, I, he's always fascinated me as a, a, a fellow named Spring Heeled Jack. He's kind of like England's Jersey Devil, I would say. He's like uh the new jersey devil but for england during the victorian era and uh one of my a band that i love and cherish and and, and worship uh zombina and the skeleton zats for short uh they wrote a song in tribute to spring hill jack we're gonna take a look at those lyrics as well um so let's pull up the wikipedia we're gonna get started here uh here we go so here is spring hill jack this one's kind of long guys not too long but we'll, we'll get through it hold on uh when that happens okay springheel jack is an entity in english folklore of the victorian era the first claimed sighting of springheel jack was 1837 uh later sightings were reported all over great britain and were especially prevalent in suburban london the midlands and scotland there are many theories about the nature and identity of springheel jack this urban legend was very popular in its time due to the tales of his bizarre appearance and his ability to make extraordinary leaps to the point that he became the topic of several works of fiction. spring Jack was described by the people who claimed to have seen him as having a terrifying and frightful appearance with a diabolical physiognomy. What the hell is that? What is that? Is the practice of assessing a person's character or personality from their outer appearance. Psyogonomy, I guess. I don't know. He had clawed hands and eyes that resembled red balls of fire. This guy is way cooler than the Jersey Devil, man. This guy rocks. I, I like Spring Hill Jack a lot. Um, one report claimed that beneath a black coat, he wore a helmet and a tight-fitting white garment, like a oil skin. Many stories also mention a devil-like aspect. Others said he was tall and thin with the appearance of a gentleman. Several reports mentioned that he could breathe out blue and white flames and that he wore sharp metallic claws at his fingertips. At least two people claimed he was able to speak comprehensive English. What a, what a sight that must have been. Spring-heeled Jack, man. Cool. That is cool, man. So he's kind of like he's kind of like the Jersey Devil meets Batman uh, by way of Victorian era England. I like that. I like it a lot. 
Um, so like I said, this band Zombina and the Skeletons, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I love these guys. These guys are great, great band. Um, and they have a song about Spring Heel Jack. Let me see if I could pull this up real quick. Um, pull up some Zombina and the Skeletons footage while I'm, while I'm talking about Zombina and the Skeletons. I think that that's the right way to go about this. If I can find something that makes uh here we go so here's zombina and the skeletons but we're gonna mute that so we don't get any uh tune core issues or whatever you want to call it here so this is zombina and the skeletons right there see that's them this is for their song don't go into the light uh and they just they rock they rock man i'm, I'm a big fan of zombina and the skeletons and they they have the song called spring Hill jack and it kind of goes like this. Uh, forgive me. Well, he creeps through the alley like a jungle cat in a dirty black cape and an old top hat. From the rooftops, he watches the street. You better pray to God that you don't meet that creepy old man. So watch your back for that mean mother effer named Spring Heel Jack. Well, he spits hellfire and poison gas because he eats dead pig pigeons and sewer rats. He leaps tall buildings in a single bound. One look and he'll put you underground. Yeah, you never know when he will attack because he's a mean mother effer named Spring Heel Jack. If he knocks upon your door for the love of God, don't let him in. He'll tear you up. He'll tear you out and he'll take you away. And then it's this whole thing like, yeah, na, 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 na. And then they say, you may say that it's in the past and that the jumping killer ain't coming back. Well, you might be right and you might be wrong, but you never know that he's really gone. Because if you cannot tell from the way I act that I was born from the blood of Spring Heel Jack. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. So that's Zombie and the Skeletons and their song Spring Heel Jack and their, their tribute. And this is what Spring Heel Jack looked like. So here's some photos of our of our guy right here. Let's take a look. So he looked like that, right? He would leap up and he kind of had this devilish. Here's another one. And you can see the papers of the, at the time they would, they would do these crazy drawings, terror of London, spring heeled Jack. And he, he's got like, so he's kind of like a vigilante trickster, but at the same time spits, spits fire. And um, just a very interesting, crazy looky looking dude. Um, there's another one and he would just, you know, people would see him. They would see him the way that you see a UFO or you see the Jersey devil, you see whoever. Here's another guy right here. They call him spring Hill Jack. Cause he could leap tall buildings in a single bounce. It's like Superman, Batman, Jersey devil, you know, maybe even a little Jack the Ripper because he's, you know, combined, you know, with Victorian England, I don't know, all wrapped up into one. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Here's here's a cool here's a cool one. There's Spring Hill Jack right there. You know, you would think that they would have done a here. Look, here's Batman, right? Is Spring Hill Jack the original Batman? Question mark by Alex Gland. There you go. So, I guess those comparisons have definitely been made. Um, I would say I wonder maybe Bill Finger took some inspiration uh, for the design because you know Bob Kane designed. Or, or technically invented Batman, but it was Bill Finger that really fleshed out the character. Maybe he took some inspiration from Spring Hill Jack. I don't think it was uh, Bob Kane who who did that. Um, but that's pretty cool to think about, right? Here, here he is spitting fire. 
right? They try to shoot him. You can't really see that photo. Um, okay, let's uh, let's read a little bit about Spring Hill Jack. Ready? Precedents. In the early 19th century, there were reports of ghosts that stalked the streets of London. These human-like figures were described as pale. It was believed that they stalked and preyed on lone pedestrians. The stories told of these figures formed part of a distinct ghost tradition in London, which some writers have argued formed the foundation of the later legend of Spring Hill Jack. And, you know, uh, part of the tradition, I don't know if it's English per se, but part of the tradition uh, uh, of Christmas time, I guess maybe this would, this does originate in England. Please someone enlighten me if I'm wrong, but you know, um, there's a tradition of ghost stories around Christmas time, English ghost stories. Right. And I wonder if that's like, you know, the predecessor as well, something along those lines. That's just my own little, addition there i don't know that to be fact by any means um the most important of these early entries was the oh here you go the hammersmith ghost which in 1803 and 1804 was reported in hammersmith on the western fringes of london it would later reappear in 1824 another apparition the southampton ghost was also reported as assaulting individuals in the night this particular spirit bore many of its characteristics of Spring Hill Jack and was reported as jumping over houses and being over 10 feet tall, 10 feet tall. So, yeah, Spring Hill Jack is 10 feet tall. That's something else to make mention of as well. Interestingly, interestingly enough, um, early reports, the first alleged sightings of Spring Hill Jack were made in London in 1837. And the last reported sighting is said in most of the secondary literature to have been made in Liverpool in 1904. According to much later accounts, in 1837, a girl by the name of Mary Stevens was walking to Lavender Hill. What is Lavender Hill, I wonder? Let's find out, shall we? Lavender Hill is a hill and a shopping and residential street near uh, Clapham Junction in Battlesea, South London. Okay, there you go. Uh, Where she was working as a servant after visiting her parents at uh, Battersea. On her way through Clap Clapham Common, a strange figure leapt at her from a dark alley. After immobilizing her with a tight grip of his arms, he began to kiss her face. Of course, that's what Spring Heel Jack wants. He, he just wants a little kissy. That's what he is. He's a creeper. He's a he's a, he's a bit of a rapist. Uh, he began to kiss her face while ripping her clothes and touching her flesh with his claws, which were, according to her de- deposition, cold and clammy as those of a corpse. Yikes. In panic, the girl screamed, making the attacker quickly flee from the scene. So he's like Jack the Ripper, but without the killing part. Because I was like, I always wondered, what does spring Jack want? That's why I'm reading about him on Wikipedia. I didn't know. I guess he wanted girls in that really kind of bad way. Um, uh, the commotion brought several residents uh, who immediately launched a search for the aggressor, but he could not be found. The next day, the leaping character is said to have chosen a very different victim near near Mary Stevens' home, inaugurating a method that would reappear in later reports. He jumped in the way of a passing carriage, causing the coachman to lose control, crash, and severely injure himself. Several witnesses claim that he escaped by jumping over a nine-foot-high wall while cackling with a high-pitched, ringing laughter. So he's kind of like the Mothman, too, a little bit. That's crazy. Gradually, 
The news of the strange character spread, and soon the press and the public gave him a name, Spring-Heeled Jack. Official recognition. A few months after these first sightings, on the 9th of January in 1838, the Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cowan, revealed at a public session held in, in Mansion House at uh, an anonymous complaint that he had received several days earlier, which he had withheld in hopes of, of uh, obtaining further information. The correspondent who signed the letter, a resident of Peckham, wrote, it appears that some individuals of, as this writing believes, the highest ranks of life have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near uh, of, wait, that he not take upon the task of visiting many villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil. And moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses. Boy, they used to, they really knew how to write in Victorian London, huh? What a, what a, what a word Smith, Smithy sentence that this is the unmanly villain. He's an unmanly villain. He's not a manly villain has succeeded in depriving Seven ladies of their sentence, like, you know, your senses, your emotions being deprived of, like taken away from you, um, two of whom are not likely to recover their senses, uh, but to become burdens to their families. At one house, the man rang the bell and on, and, uh, la, 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 la. and on the servant coming to open the door, this worse than brute stood, so whoever wrote this, wrote this with such anger and bile, rightfully so, I would say, right? Um, so they said, uh, he said this worse than brute stood because no, they didn't have a word for worse than brute. So you just call him worse than brute, right? Stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter, uh, clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. So you see Spring Hill Jack. You're robbed of your senses. You swoon and you can never uh, recover and have your senses back ever again. The affair has now been going on for some time. And strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. Nobody's writing about it. Uh, the writer has reason to believe they have the whole history at their finger ends, not fingertips. Your, your fingers end. They don't tip out. They end. Uh, but through interested motives are induced to remain silent. Okay, this is a little longer than I would have liked. Uh, oh, geez. Oh, boy. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's, uh, all right, we got to keep on going. Got to keep on going. Um, though the Lord Mayor seemed fairly skeptical, a member of the audience confirmed that the servant girls about Kensington, Hammersmith, and Ealing tell dreadful stories of this ghost or devil. The matter was reported that the Times, uh, reported in the Times on 9th of January, other national papers on the 10th of January and on the day after that, Lord Mayor showed a crowd gathering pile. All right, that, this is too much. Basically, the gist is this started to happen a lot. Scales and Alsop reports. Perhaps the best known of the alleged incidents involving Spring-Heeled Jack were the attacks on two teenage girls, 
Lucy Scales. Wow, that sounds like a like a stage name, Lucy Scales, and uh, Jane Alsop. The Alsop report was widely covered by the newspapers, including a piece in the Times. While fewer reports appear in relation to the attack on Scales, the press coverage of these two attacks helped to raise the profile of Springheeled Jack. Alsop. Okay, so here's what happened to the Alsop girl. Ready? Jane Alsop reported that on the 19th of February, 1838, she answered the door to her father's house to a man claiming to be a police officer who told her to bring a light, claiming we have caught Springheeled Jack here in the lane. She brought up, she brought the person a candle and noticed that he wore a large cloak. Ooh. The moment she handed him the candle, however, he threw off the coke cloak and presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. Vomiting blue and white flames. So he's just vomiting fire. Blue and white fire is coming out of his mouth while his eyes resemble red balls of fire. Goodness gracious, great, great red eyeballs of fire. Miss Alsop reported that he wore a large helmet and that his clothing, which appeared to be very tight-fitting, resembled uh, white oilskin. Without saying a word, he caught a hold of her and began tearing her gown with his claws, which she was certain of some... So the claws were metal. That Basically, that he's using metal claws. She screamed for help and managed to get away from him and ran towards the house. He caught her on the steps and tore her neck and arms with his claws. She was rescued by one of her sisters while her assailant fled. Um, so, I mean, this sounds like Batman to me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Milton the Monster says, horrible story, but made for a great Zombina and the Skeleton song. So, Milton, I actually read the lyrics to the song earlier when I started this stream. I, I read the lyrics and we, lo- we, we talked about Zombina and the Skeletons, who I'm hoping I can get on Pizza Punk. So keep keep your eyes peeled for that episode. Uh, so here's the Scales case, right? Lucy Scales, on this is on the 28th of February. So this is nine days later, right? After this situation, we're ripping, ripping with the clothes. Uh, 18-year-old Lucy Scales, again, totally could be a stage name for a, 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 girl, a female front woman. Lucy Scales, I love that. And her sister were returning home after visiting their brother, a butcher who lived in a respectable part of Limehouse. Miss Scales started, uh, stated in her deposition to the police that she and her sister were passing along Green Dragon Alleyway. They observed a person staring in an angle of the passage. Okay, so someone peered in at an, at an angle through the passageway of, of Green Dragon Alley. She was walking in front of her sister at the time, and just as she came up to the person who was wearing a large cloak, he sputtered a quantity of blue flame from his mouth into her face, which deprived her of her sight. So she got blinded by the blinding light of this blue flame. Um, and she was so alarmed that she instant instantly dropped to the ground and was seized with violent fits, which continued for several hours. This guy liked to scare people. Her brother added that on the evening in question, he had heard loud screams of one of his sisters moments after they had left his, uh, left his house. And on running up uh, green dragon alley, he found his sister Lucy on the ground in a fit with her sister attempting to hold and support her. She was taken home and they, uh, and then he learned from his other sister what had happened. Uh, she described Lucy's assailant as being 
uh, 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 tall, thin, with a gentlemanly appearance covered in a large. So again, the same mo over and over and over again is this dude who is like he's the Jersey Devil, he's Batman, he's all these things combined. Popularization. So this is how this is how myths are born, right? This is what I love this stuff, man. I truly love this stuff. The Times reported that the alleged attack on Jane Alsop um, on March 2nd, 1838, was under the heading the, the, the Late Outrage at the Old Ford. you think they would lead with spring Jack to sell papers. This was followed by the account of the trial of one Thomas Milbank, who immediately after the reported attack on Jane Alsop had boasted in the uh, Morgan's arms that he was spring Jacks, and We have people trying to take credit for spring Jacks crimes he was arrested blah blah blah, blah. keep skip after these incidents spring jack became one of the most popular characters of the period so people start writing about him fictionalized versions based on these these sightings right so there's a little mothman in there too i would think right um after these incidents, Spring Hill Jack became one of the most popular characters of the period. His alleged exploits were reported in the newspapers and became the subject of several Penny Dreadfuls. Penny Dreadful, great series on Showtime if you ever saw it. Great, great show. Uh, you you know, you would think that they would have incorporated Spring Hill Jack into P- Penny Dreadful. That would have been great. So this is Black Bess, Night of the Road. This is uh, a Penny Dreadful. where cheap, popular serial literature. So kind of the proto-comic book, before you had comic books. Another connection with Batman and Detective Comics is that spring Jack, you know, showed up in these petty dreadfuls, right? Um, uh, uh, friggin' uh, Sweeney Todd was a petty dreadful. Um, so this was, this was popular during the 19th century in the United Kingdom. The pejorative term is roughly interchangeable with penny horrible, penny awful, and penny blood. The term take so it's like Penny Dreadful is not a nice name for these sorts of stories, I guess. Uh, so this here is Satan. We might say the devil, um, but that ain't right. And the gentle folks don't like such words. He is now commonly called Springheel Jack or the Roshan Bear. Uh, that's since the war. Um, so eventually, so it started off, he started off as just being called a devil. He was a devil. And then eventually the devil was renamed spring Jack. Uh, and then Punch, Punch and Judy shows, which were popular. That was like street entertainment. You know, you've seen that. You've seen this. I, th- I don't think you can see it from here on. Let me make this bigger. Um, Punch and Judy shows featuring the puppets, you know, the two puppets. You see this all the time in, 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 in movies and shows of like, you know, time period stuff. Um, they also started to feature um, uh, Spring Hill Jack, right? Uh, but even as his fame was growing, reports of Spring Hill Jack's appearances became less frequent, if more widespread. In 1843, however, a wave of sightings swept the country again. And how exciting must that have been in a world where there's no social media, where your social media is newspapers and Penny Dreadfuls and Punch Judy and yada, yada, yada. It's like the, this is the talk of the town, this sort of stuff, right? Um a report from North Hampshire, Hamptonshire described him as a very large image of the devil himself with horns and eyes of flint. Yeah, this is just New Jersey devil, man. Uh, last reports in the beginning of the 1870s, Spring Hill Jack was reported again in several places uh, distant from each other. In November 1872, a News of the World reported that Peckham was in a state of commotion owing to what is known as the Peckham Ghost, a mysterious figure, quite alarming in appearance. 
the editorial pointed out that it was none other than Springhill Jack who terrified a past generation. Similar stories were published in the Illustrated Police News. In April and May of 1873, Illustrated Police News reported that there were numerous sightings in Sheffield of the Park Ghost who locals came to identify as Spring Hill Jack. You know what the problem is with reading Wikipedia sometimes? It's like you have to edit yourself. You can't just read the, the text. It's easy to do with short articles, but with long articles, they're just going to give you every single instance. It's the same thing over and over again. There's no change, and it just sort of like uh, it gets stale after a while. Uh, I should really edit this. So there's more reports, yada, yada, yada. Aftermath and impact on Victorian popular culture. We'll get to there. We'll go to there. The vast urban legend built around Spring Hill Jack influenced many aspects of Victorian life, especially in contemporary pop culture for decades, especially in London. His name was equated with the boogeyman as a means of scaring children into behaving and telling them that they were no good. Uh, Spring Hill Jack would leap up and peer at them through their bedroom windows by night. However, it was in fictional entertainment where the legend of Spring Hill Jack exerted the most extensive influence owing to his allegedly extraordinary nature. Three pamphlet publications purportedly based on real events appeared almost immediately during January and February of 1838. They were not advised as fiction, though they were at least partially so. The only known copies were reported to have perished when the British Library was hit during the Blitz. How sad is that? Um, but their catalog still lists uh, the first one. Uh, the character was written into uh, a number of penny dreadful stories, as we mentioned above, during the later half of the 19th century, initially as a villain and then increasingly in heroic roles. Holy crap. I'm like, this is like such a uh, an epiphany for me that 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 Spring Hill Jack is the first Batman. Like, that's so crazy to me. And you think about how Batman strikes terror into the hearts of his criminals. He does so using the Spring Hill Jack sort of like fear, like, you know, to promote because. Because because uh, villains are uh, or, or crooks are a cowardly and super superstitious lot. Um, eventually becoming a precursor to Pulp Fiction and then comic book superheroes. There you go. There you have it, folks. All right. Here's some theories. I guess we should look over the theories, right? Real quick before we wrap this sucker up. Um, no one was ever caught and identified as Spring Hill Jack. Combined with the extraordinary abilities attributed to him in the very long period during which he was reportedly at large, this has led to numerous and varied theories of his nature and identity. While several researchers seek a normal explanation for events, other authors explore the more fan, uh, fantastic details of the story to propose different kinds of paranormal speculation. Um, skeptical positions. I'm sure. Okay. So what is what I'm going to say what I think before we go to the the, the two theories. Ready? Uh, the the skeptical positions and the paranormal conjectures. I personally re resign in the, I, I align myself with the skeptical side of things. I'm sure there was a dude who was getting his kicks with metal claws and cloaks and doing some sort of parlor trick where you, you, you put liquid in your mouth and spit blue fire. You can explain most of this stuff, except for the leaping. Maybe he was a gymnast. I don't know. Uh, he could have been a really tall guy in the dark, in the shadows, you think maybe he's he's 10 feet tall and really maybe he's six, six and a half feet tall. Whoever the Spring Hill Jack guy was, perhaps he was a really tall fellow to begin with, right? Um, perhaps he had a good layout of the terrain where he was scaring people, using the terrain to help himself jump up or spring himself up, or maybe he had a grappling of some sorts that he could crawl up to make it look like he was actually, like he had a rope 
Maybe he had a rope ladder that he was able to climb up and people in this, these states of hysteria, you know, it looked like he was leaping up when really he was just cl climbing up really, really high. There are so many ways you can skeptically rationalize the, the more realistic elements of spring heel Jack, I think personally, but here's what Wikipedia says about the, um, about the skeptical positions. Skeptical investigators have dismissed the stories of Spring Hill Jack as mass hysteria, which developed around various stories of the boogeyman or the devil, which have been around for centuries or from exaggerated urban myths about a man who clambered over rooftops claiming the devil was chasing him. Uh, other researchers believe that some individuals may have been behind the origins uh, being followed by imitators later on. I think that makes the most sense to me. Uh, Spring Hill Jack was widely considered not to be su a supernatural creature, but rather one or more persons with a macabre sense of humor. Uh, that's one way to put it. Besides, you know, if you consider ripping women's clothes off to be macabre, um, I just say I just call that rapey, <laughs> but whatever. Um, uh, this idea matches the, the contents of, of of the letter to Lord Mayor. I'm not going to read the rest of that because it's boring. Um, the Marquis were frequently in the news in the late 1830s for drunken brawling, brutal jokes and vandalism. And it was said uh, and was said to do anything for a bet. Uh, his irregular behavior and his contempt for women, women earned him the, the title, the mad Marquise. Uh, and it is also known that he was in the London area by the time the first incidents took place. So perhaps this guy was, was doing this sort of stuff, right? Um, Skeptical investigators have asserted that the story of Spring Hill Jack was exaggerated. And although mass hysteria, a process in which many sociological issues may have contributed, uh, these include unsupported rumors, uh, superstition, oral tradition, and sensationalist publications and folklore, rich in tales of fairies and strange roguish creatures. Okay. Um, gossip of alleged leaping and fire spitting powers. His extraordinary features and his uh, reputed skill in evading apprehension captured the mind of a very superstitious public. Again, Victoria, England, 19th century. These are very superstitious people, right? Uh, it's easy to believe in this stuff and give it power, which brings it to life, uh, creating mass hysteria. So paranormal conjectures, a variety of widely speculative uh, paranormal explanations have been proposed to explain the origins of Spring Hill Jack, including that he was an extraterrestrial entity uh, with a non-human appearance and features. I That, I think, is not true at all. Come on. Uh, and a superhuman agility derived from life on a high-gravity world. Ooh, interesting. With his jumping ability and his strange behavior, that he was a demon or accidentally or purposely summoned into this world by practic uh, practitioners of the occult, or who made himself manifest simply to create uh, spiritual turmoil. I would say that would make a really good uh, movie. I want to see that as a movie. Um, in other countries, uh, a similar figure known as Perak, the Springman of Prague, was reported to have been seen in Czechoslovakia in 1939 to 1945, so almost 100 years later. That's pretty interesting. Uh, as writers such as Mike Dash have shown the elusiveness and supernatural leaping abilities attributed to Peric Bear, a close resemblance to those ex ex exhibited by Spring Hill Jack and distinct parallels can be drawn between the two entities. So, you know, uh, yeah, someone took up the monitor 100 years later. That makes sense to me. Um, the stories of Peric prove a useful example of how traits of Spring Hill Jack 
have a broad cultural resonance in urban folklore. Parrick, like Spring Hill Jack, went on to become a folklore hero. So Spring Hill Jack eventually went from being like an anti from being a villain to an anti-hero to kind of like a hero. Uh, even starring in several animated superhero cartoons, fighting the SS. Wow. Oh my God. Dude, Spring went okay. Someone freaking green like this movie right now. Spring Heel Jack takes on fights for England in World War II, right? Oh my God. Or Spring Heel Jack, uh, Germans invade instead of bomb the bombing, the Blitz, Germans invade England, and uh, a little girl needs to uh, uh, chooses to invoke the spirit of Spring Heel Jack that she had learned from her grandfather in order to protect um their their house from 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 uh the nazis holy crap print that that is that is it man that is it that's that's a movie right there or or a graphic novel you heard it here first copyright that in my copyright book of nothing but yeah it's mine that's my idea my ip love that idea boom it's great in contemporary pop culture the character of spring hill jack we already talked about zombina and skeletons um the character of Spring Hill Jack has been revived or referenced in a variety of 20th and 21st century media, including uh, Spring Hill Jack from 1989. That was a, that was a com combination of prose and graphic novel by Philip Pullman, in which Spring Hill Jack saves a group of plucky orphans from the malevolent Mac the Knife. I like that a lot. Uh, video games like The Elder Scrolls, Skullduggery Pleasant, Playing with Fire. That's uh, a book. That Spring Hill, uh, Spring Hill Jack appeals in as a humanoid creature with long nails who can jump incredibly far and kills Londoners. Uh, the Strange Affair of Spring Hill Jack in 2010, an alternate history novel by author Mark Hodder, uh, portraying Spring Hill Jack as a time traveler. Okay, cool. The Spring Hill Saga in 2011, a three series audio drama produced by the Wireless Theater Company. Jekyll and Hyde, 2015, Spring Hill Jack appears as the secondary antagonist protagonist in episodes six and seven of the series. I did not know that. That is cool. That's the uh, BBC. Is that the BBC show? Let's find out. That is, yeah, it's a British fantasy uh, TV drama. Oh, man, I might have to go check that out. I got to find that. I, I would be interested to watch that. Assassin, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Spring Hill Jack is featured as an antagonist in the video game set in Victorian London. And Houdini and Doyle, episode four of this TV series is titled spring Jack and features Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle investigating a new rash of spring Jack sightings. Uh, lastly, in 2020, The Life and Fantastical Crimes of spring Jack, a novel in memoir form positioning the title character as a Victorian-era superhero. See also Jack the Ripper, Jersey Devil, Jing Jingashi, uh, The London Monster, Krampus, Mothman, Owlman. I okay, so I mean that really does cover all of our bases here. If you enjoyed this content, I this one, you know, I learned a lesson today. I learned a lesson. Don't read the whole Wikipedia article. It's freaking boring. If it's too long, skip over some stuff. It's just going to be repetitive. They're just going to repeat the same thing over and over again, like you know, the things, the the, the cases, the the case studies. Um if you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to my channel. Please like this video. Please leave a comment. Um, there's also a variety of other ways you can support this channel. I'll leave them in the comments below or in the description when I when I end this broadcast. Uh, stay tuned. We got more episodes of Pizza Punk coming up. More episodes of They Came from Lodi. 
no, not they came from Lodi, um, the streaming Evil Live show. And lastly, um, we have uh, 1979, uh, A Year of Horror Business, my supersized special of uh, of the Evil Live show is coming. It's more documentary uh, than uh, it is podcast. Um, and that's coming on Friday the 13th to YouTube. Please go to the video, like like the video, uh, set your reminder to let you know when it's dropping 1 p.m. Friday the 13th. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace and hair grease.